0: This is Dr. Mariah White, host of Your Life Matters. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. This is Rachel Mons host of Hashtag No Filter Friday, here on Public House Media. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. Once you're done with this episode, I hope you'll come check out my new show, Hashtag No Filter Friday, where we talk about all of the sexual misconduct allegations swirling around Hollywood. A new show drops every Friday at 8.30 Pacific Standard Time. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode of Hashtag No Filter Friday. Thanks again for checking out the following broadcast on Public House Media. I am your host, Jenna Burke. I'm a military spouse of almost 10 years, a health and fitness enthusiast, a mom, and a registered dental assistant. Again, I want to thank you for being here with me today, and if you find that anything in today's episode resonates with you or you connect with or you know somebody that could greatly benefit from hearing today's episode, I highly, highly encourage you to share it. Also, I so greatly appreciate any and all feedback, so if you would like to leave me some feedback, please feel free to email me at confessionsofamillspouse at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook at Confessions of a Military Spouse, Instagram at Confessions of a Mill Spouse, and at publichousemedia.org. Also, I would love to give a shout out to those of you that have left me reviews on Apple Podcast. I wish that I could respond to them, but unfortunately I can't. So if you have left me a review on Apple Podcast, thank you so much for that. I do read them, I appreciate them, and I love to hear the feedback. So as most of you should know, if you've listened to any previous episode of my podcast, or even if you're just tuning in for the first time today, if you listened carefully enough, Um, to the beginning, you would know that I'm a dental assistant. And I've been a dental assistant for over 10 years now. And I started out as a certified dental assistant and just recently became a registered dental assistant in the state of California. Um, They are mostly the same thing, but of course, different states have different regulations and licensing and yada, yada, yada. So with all of that being said, let's go ahead and dive into today's topic. So today I am going to be talking all things, the dental that I have knowledge on (laughs) being in the dental field for so long and being a military spouse and working at as many different offices as I have, I've definitely gained a lot of knowledge, both clinically and administratively. So let's start by saying that military spouses all have the same dental coverage if they're being quote unquote covered through the military. So we have coverage through a company called United Concordia. Other people or civilians can have coverage through this company as well. So it's not just specific to military people. That's just who we have. Um, if you've been a military spouse for a while, you know that previously we had a company called MetLife. So um, just as civilian health care and dental coverage can change, ours can change as well. So... How does dental insurance work? Well, basically your employer signs a quote unquote contract with an insurance company and then you pay a certain amount of money to your employer to be quote unquote covered under that contract with your employer to have dental insurance. The problem in my opinion though is that a lot of times employers base their dental insurance choices off of who's the cheapest for them. And they don't look at the actual coverage and what the dental insurance company has to offer, which generally dental insurance companies don't really have a lot to offer. And honestly, it's best to think of them more as a discount plan than an insurance coverage. So there's problem number one. Then the next problem with dental insurance is the fact that every, co- every company has an annual maximum per year. So this means that every year you get, let's say, $1,500 of coverage towards dental care, which is great, except for the fact that most everything you have done in a dental office is applied to that $1,500 maximum. Generally, your biannual cleanings and annual x-rays and exams are not part of that $1,500 maximum, but we'll get to all of that in a minute. So let's say you have a $1,500 maximum and you need two fillings. Each filling, let's say is $300 and your insurance will pay your dentist 80% of that $300 per tooth, meaning you're responsible for the 20%. So if it's $300 per tooth, 80% of 300 is $240, which means your insurance company would pay your dentist $240 per tooth and you would be responsible for $60 per tooth. But that also means that the $480 that your insurance company is going to pay your dentist is taken out of your $1,500 yearly maximum, leaving you now with $1,020 for the remainder of the year. Now, keep in mind that these are very rough numbers, and I can almost guarantee that a multi-surface filling costs more than $300. And then the bigger the procedure, the more it costs, and the usually the less they cover. So now you know about problems number one and number two, let's move on to problem number three, which somewhat goes along with problem number one and number two. So we know that there's a yearly maximum, but what you may not know yet is that each insurance company has a certain percentage that they'll cover on certain procedures. Some of these percentages are zero. There's no coverage for it. Others are 80 to 100%. Some are 50%. Each company is so different with what they will and will not cover and how much of what they will cover. It's so hard to know every company's coverage. Thankfully though, we have amazing people in dentist offices that call, email, fax, etc., cetera, to figure out what your specific coverage is. And let me just tell you, I have briefly dabbled in this area of dentistry and that shit is hard. The information we get from the insurance company isn't always correct. It is hard AF to get through to the insurance companies to find out what we need to know in order to tell you. Hi friend, it's your home speaking, and I need some favors. Could you turn on some of the lights in the basement? Um, I'm scared of the dark. Also, this one is easy. Could you bundle your home and car insurance with GEICO so we could save money? Last thing. Just a suggestion. Could you steam clean the carpets? I need a spa day. GEICO. For bundling made easy, go to geico.com today. You want to know. Uh, Sometimes we sit on hold for hours for a question that's literally about three seconds long. But we do it to try to ensure that we are best serving you as the patient. But with all of that being said, we're also only humans, and we can only do so much with the information given to us and with what we have to work with, which is why the system will never be perfect. It's literally nearly impossible. So the next time, though, you go to the dentist and you get this quote, and then they come back and they say, oh, your insurance didn't end up covering what we expected, try not to get too upset at them because chances are it was the insurance company's fault to begin with. So let's move on to the fourth problem that I see with dental insurance, and something that I'm sure a lot of people struggle with, and that's in network versus out of network. And you're probably wondering what this means because I would assume you hear it all the time. So basically, your dentist or any dentist has an option to sign a contract with the dental insurance companies. When they sign that contract, what happens is that there's a contracted or discounted fee that is considered to be the quote unquote normal fee. And then we are quote unquote in network with your dental insurance company. So a lot of times when people hear in network, they think cheaper, but that's not always the case. And here's why. When dentists are in network with insurance companies, the fee for a service is discounted, as I said before. So sometimes in order for dentists to quote unquote make up for that discounted fee, they'll add in extras for a cleaning instead of it just being a cleaning with everything included. Um, It would be like a cleaning plus your fluoride, plus your exam, plus your x-rays. Whereas an out-of-network dentist may have one flat fee for your cleaning, which includes the exam, x-rays, and fluoride. And hopefully all of that makes sense. So like I said before, Sometimes when people here in-network are contracted with, they think that it's cheaper, but that's not always the case, so I definitely encourage you to do your research. I'm also a firm believer in you get what you pay for. I take my daughter to an out-of-network pediatric dentist because I know the quality of work that I'm getting from them and because we're military, and they understand that our dental insurance isn't the greatest, so they offer us a discounted rate for our biannual cleanings, so I continue to take our daughter there. Also probably because I work in the dental field and (laughs) I want what's best for my daughter. So I'm okay with possibly paying a little bit more. Another thing that I want to touch on since we're kind of on that topic, but it's not insurance related is pediatric dentistry. I will be honest and tell you guys that I don't know a whole lot about that area because it's not something that I have ever had a huge interest in. So I never really went that direction with my dental career. Um, however, one thing I do know is that I would never, and I do mean never take my child to a pediatric dentist that does not let me go back into the back with her. And I'm telling you that you should do the same. I do. I do quote-unquote, understand why dentists claim they do it, which is because if mom or dad are in the back there, the child is more likely to act up, which is probably true. But I'm also a firm believer that mom and dad can also be a calming factor. And unless you are in a true hospital setting, like with IV sedation OR type of thing, there's absolutely no reason that you should not be allowed in the back with your child. And if the office tells you that you can't go back there with them, run, run far, run fast, run quick, just run. And I am sure that you've all seen or heard or read about the children that have passed away while having dental work done. And there were a multitude of things wrong with all of those scenarios. And it killed me and broke my heart to hear of the tragedy that I I feel like definitely could have been prevented but the one thing that all of those stories have in common is that the parent wasn't allowed in the room. And like I said, unless you're in a hospital setting where they are physically taking them to an operating room which that does happen, um there's absolutely no reason you shouldn't be allowed in there. My daughter had to have two or fill two or three fillings done. I know. <laughs> I know, but it's just proof that I'm not perfect either. Um, But she had to have two or three fillings done. And I had them do nitrous oxide on her while having them done. And I was able to be in the room the entire time by her side, no questions asked. Even working in a periodontist office that I work in, um, which for those of you that don't know, periodontics is like the foundation of your mouth. So we deal a lot with the gums and the bone and basically the structures that hold your teeth. Um, but we almost always see adults and we do oral conscious sedation. We do not nitrous oxide. And even if a patient requests to have someone in the back with them while they're having work done as an adult, we don't deny them that request. It can get pretty crowded in the room and to be honest, it's pretty boring for the one waiting because we're usually doing surgery for two to four hours um, and they usually end up leaving after the patient is sedated and comfortable and things like that. But if that's what the patient wants to feel comfortable, then that's what we give them. So parents, please advocate for yourself and even more so for your child. And if something doesn't feel right, go with it. Walk away. You don't have to stay. I know that this episode is a bit of a shorter one, but I feel like I covered tons of information in this podcast today. And hopefully, it was helpful and answered questions or clarified some of your questions. And you guys, if you have any additional questions or want further clarification on something, please don't hesitate to reach out to me either email, Facebook, Instagram whatever. Um, I am an open book. I will be happy to answer anything that I can. If I don't know the answer, I have a lot of resources, especially in the dental field. Um, and I'm sure that I would be able to find an answer for you. So thank you for spending your time with me today and be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. So you never miss an episode.